Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're joined by our pal Dan Kangurski of Pittsburgh Hockey Now. Hello, Dan. How are you? Well, I thought you were a big golf guy now, Josh. Well, I'm dabbling in radio a little bit, and uh, also uh, on the daytime side, dabbling in a little bit of golf as well. You can have it both ways, right? <laughs> I, I would be very good at such things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is this true? Did you meet Wayne Newton? Absolutely. Tell I got to know about this. A, a legend. When a friend who lives in Vegas has a lot of connections and friends, uh, you know, who might work on shows, says, do you want to meet Wayne Newton? You say yes. And that was literally how it went down. That's, uh, I mean, was he nice? He, he has a, he has a, a routine. Uh, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was, you know, it's you step here. You say hello to Wayne. You turn. You have your picture taken. Wayne says something nice to you. You say something nice to Wayne. You step away. <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of a, a little bit of a a thing. But, yeah, he's got like a, a little 50-seat theater at the Flamingo now. Mm. I mean, that's very cool. Uh, that's a, a guy that has uh, – he's been around the block, I think, a time or two out there in Old Vegas. And uh, that had to be a, a very, very cool moment in, uh, in that town. Uh, all right, Dan, let's get into this thing. Kyle Dubas talks today. Um, he addresses the media. Um, I, I guess first things first, what was the point of him speaking today? Is this somewhat normal for him to just come out and say, hey, press conference coming, we're going to talk about things? Um, it, it seemed like maybe he wanted to get out in front of some things that are maybe being speculated about his team right now. Is that an accurate way of putting it? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the annual pre-deadline talk. Uh you know, memory doesn't serve well. I don't, I don't remember if Hextall did these or not, but certainly uh, Jim Rutherford did these, uh, you know, before the deadline, just kind of lay things out, maybe dispel some rumors, maybe create a couple others. But, yeah, uh, try to add some context and information before we all run wild over the next couple of weeks. So, obviously, the big topic here is going to be Jake Gensel, um, and, and there's a number of topics topics to get to, but, um, you know, Gensel obviously injured right now, but that doesn't mean that he, he can't still um, be dangled out there on the market. Um, what is your sense as it stands right now, February 21st? Um, if you had to, I guess, put a probability or a percentage on it, if you could, uh, that Jake Gensel is traded before the deadline, what's that looking like right now, do you think? Um, I'm going to put it at 75-25, yes. Why? Yeah, yeah. What what leads you to believe that? Why? I mean, why the urgency? Like, what's the Penguins' motivation? Um, and, and did and did Dubas talk about that today as to you know 
what the motivation could be to trade one of the team's top players? Well, obviously, uh, Gensel is a res- an unrestricted free agent this summer. So you, you essentially have two choices. Well, three, rather. Uh, you, you sign him and have him long-term. You let him go via free agency or, or you trade him now. And uh, I, I still think it comes down, based on Dubas's words, conspicuously absent was Dubas saying, we're negotiating, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're working on a contract or anything like that. It really was about the team's performance. He said, we'll know over the next two and a half weeks, you know, which direction we're going to go. Obviously, um, you see which, which direction the Penguins team is in, you know, is in fact heading. And unless they have a great two weeks, they're going to be outside the playoffs kind of by the margin of error. I mean, they're outside that margin of error now. And if they don't win almost all of the next, you know, seven games, like they have to win like five or six of them to really get inside the margin of error there, you know, where the games in hand again matter, uh, you know, otherwise you have to trade Jake Gensel to recoup some assets to, as Kyle Duba said today, they're cognizant of the fact they have to get younger. They're the oldest team in North American pro sports. They have to get younger. And, you know, and Gensel's going to be 30. Sidney Crosby is already, you know, 36. He's going to be 37 this summer. You know, you're not going to give Sidney Crosby's sidecar a six- or eight-year deal. You know, it just the numbers don't work out there. You mentioned them getting younger. What exactly does that mean? Like, what, I mean, as far as the return for Gensel, like let's say they trade him in hopes of getting younger. What are they looking to get back in return for a guy like Gensel that could help make them younger? And obviously you want to get something with some upside and potential back as well, certainly, um, if not multiple uh, of those assets. But what are they looking for in particular when it could come to a Gensel trade? Sure. At that point, obviously a first-round pick is almost guaranteed going to be part of the deal. You're also going to get probably a mid-level prospect, if not two. And that's probably where you're at. Maybe you get an extra NHL player in the short term to make salary balance. Uh, You know, I'm just looking kind of, uh, you know, I think Elliot Friedman last week put forward the Giroux trade as as one possible example. Uh, the Flyers back then got the first and a mid-level prospect who became Owen Tippett, having a great year for the Flyers. But a, a year ago or, or two years ago, Owen Tippett wasn't really, you know, um, a great prospect. He was kind of fading at that point. So I, I think that's kind of the return the Penguins are probably looking at because that's that's what the market is. Uh, you saw uh, Vancouver just a few weeks ago acquire Elias uh, Lindholm or Elias Lindholm, and it was a first rounder, a couple of uh, mid rounder or a couple of mid tier prospects, and an NHL player. So I think we're in that sort of ballpark. Talking with uh, Dan Kongersky right now, Dan. Um... Is it possible that a move, and I know he has, I believe, a no-movement clause, but, you know, could they hit a, a, a big button here and say, hey, you know, the Eric Carlson thing, we tried it. 
you know, he's obviously done some nice things, but, you know, maybe we got to shake this up in a major way by trying to get rid of a guy like that. Would they think about that? And, and would Carlson be willing to maybe, you know, be open to something like that if they get to that point? You know, given the size of his contract, I, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that there's a lot of ramifications that go into that as well. If you had asked me yesterday, I probably would have said yes. After the press conference today in which Kyle Dubas multiple times referred to Carlson as part of the core. Uh, I think the Penguins are, uh, for better or worse, ride or die with, with Carlson as, as you know, kind of the, the big four. So uh, I do not think that is a thought. I, I don't think it's a consideration. Um, what about trading somebody like Tristan Jari? You know, the goaltending market being what it is, could they just, you know, put all their eggs in the Nedeljkovic basket and, and maybe move a guy with the contract that Jari has outward? Uh, I, it, I assume it's possible. And if they moved in that direction, I would expect some takers with the season Tristan Jari is having. Um, but there again, if you're going to try to reload – which is maybe the better term, uh, much better term than rebuild. Because as long as they've got Sidney Crosby at the core, they're going to take a couple more whacks at this. They might not uh, go all in and, and bring in big names and that sort of thing, but they're not going to tear it down and they don't want to stink. They want to try to you know, put some players around Crosby to make the playoffs and, and in the process – integrate new and younger players. I, you know, that's, that's the, the process that uh, I think Dubas indirectly laid out today. So if, if that's your goal, you want a number one goalie, you, you've got one for the next five years. So, um, you know, I, I do think it's possible they could do that, but I think it's more probable that if anybody is traded, it's Alex Adelkovich, and, and oh, by the way, Magnus Helberg. I didn't see the transactions again this afternoon after Duba spoke, but he's still up here with the Penguins. We were told he was being sent down yesterday, but he was still here today. So, I, you know, I, maybe that's what to watch, that Adelkovich could pull a really good return if they go that route. Interesting. Um, we're talking with Dan Kingersky. Dan, it, it seemed like Kyle Dubas uh, pretty firmly stood behind the team's head coach and Mike Sullivan today. What what did he say about Sullivan, and is that more just in the moment backing your head coach, or are they firmly in the camp that they believe that Mike Sullivan long-term is the right man for the job? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, it's easily the latter. Uh, Dubas, uh, I think, is very cognizant. He's, he's a big Detroit Lions fan. He knows what a dreaded vote of confidence is. And, and I think in his last couple of press conferences, he's been very good at not giving a vote of confidence, but rather merely explaining why he likes Mike Sullivan and just leaving it at that. And, you know, I, I know fans are hopping mad and everybody's looking for answers and solutions and blame and scapegoat and all of that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, Dubas is clearly making a point not to point at, at Sullivan. Why is that? I mean, obviously, you know, what we see, I, I guess, externally, not, you know, their day-to-day um, and certainly not involved in their organization, we see a team that missed the postseason last year but that did have the quote-unquote core to it. We see a team that is really teetering right now on that being a reality. Again, this year we've seen no playoff wins for – or no playoff series wins for – a good while now what gives the organization what gives Dubas faith in Mike Sullivan and and what he brings like why what what are they seeing I guess essentially that maybe I'm not fully buying anymore with Mike Sullivan like what what do they still see in him well here's a, a very adaptive coach who who does work with his team and it, it is the, the the system the scheme is or I should say the philosophy, is a bit different today than it was even, let's call it, three months ago. You know, there's been a constant evolution. Uh, But I'll also flip the the script a a little bit and say, what would a new head coach fix? You know, has has Sullivan lost the room? And and the answer to that is no. Is the the scheme or system? You know, I, I know Pittsburgh is obviously a very heavy football town, and and in the NFL, 32 teams have 32 very different systems. That's not the case in in hockey. Maybe there's a couple, you know, different ones. Like New Jersey has a different system than most other teams, and Vegas does things, you know, significantly different. But by and large, most teams are within the margin of error. You know, within the guardrails in their system. Uh, Just for example, I'll I'll kind of get back to Sullivan. I was talking with Matthew Phillips about the difference between the Penguin system and the Capital system. And, and, you know, they're they're not great. So we brought in a new head coach. That head coach is going to bring in a system to make Sidney Crosby more successful. And, you know, the answer to that question is is no as as well. So, uh, you know, it's the thing you really blame Mike Sullivan, you know, if there's blame, it's okay. What are you doing to fix the power play? And you can point to a dozen changes uh, they've tried to make there. That's just, it's going sideways with more momentum than any one person can get in front of and stop. Um, That's, that's really where it is. And, I I think that's just a a reflex from a lot of people. Things aren't going well, fire the coach. And that's just, in this case, they have one of the best coaches and they're just not going to do that. Yeah. Dan, uh, appreciate it as always. Good to talk to you. Hey, last thing for you, because we haven't talked since this happened, but 
Um, what I guess was your reaction to the Yarmer Yager, you know, Jersey retirement, the weekend mm-hmm. that was with Yager, and uh, boy, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I'm often I guess critical of the organization for a variety of, of reasons. I mean, I think it's a really, really well-run organization and has been for a number of years, but we sort of pick and prod at things here and there. But uh, I thought that was one of the best things the Penguins have done, uh, one, one of the best Penguins moments probably since the the second cup win, uh, what, six years ago now. I, I thought it was just really, really well done um, and a great celebration. But what was your take on it, and uh, what was, I guess, the, the specialness of that to you? It was pretty magical, wasn't it? Uh, my first year covering the Penguins or being part of the Penguins was actually the year after Yager was traded. So I was there for the aftermath. I never got to cover Yags. That's always been a little bit of a regret for me. But uh, the press conference that he had that day and uh, just the, the, the wisdom and, and sort of the emotional intelligence that that he has and the earnest and authenticity that that he brings and uh you know him him at practice was a total geek out moment for me you know a couple of days before and i kind of figured he would uh be part of warm-ups after he practiced and then to see him come out and everybody captivated and his speech funny and heartwarming and his mother uh sobbing like you know just at, at the emotion of the moment there isn't uh, yeah, that uh, league-wide people are taking notice, by the way. Other teams are talking about bringing people back, like San Jose talking about bringing Joe Thornton back, and they're going to have him do all of these same things that uh, Yager did if he wants to. So uh, the, the Penguins set the standard this week. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was just a really special uh, special moment, one of the better moments I think the organization has had and. Uh, and, and a while, and they've had some really good moments over the years, but but I would put that very high up there with one of the more special things um, Absolutely. That, that they have done. Dan, appreciate it as always. You're the best, and uh, good to talk to you. And um, I don't know, maybe we'll uh, we'll talk again about Wayne Newton at some point at a rink. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, Dan Kongersky, thanks for joining us as uh, we are here on the Fan Evening Show.